Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Marcus. And we are Working Class Nerds. We're the podcast that gives you no information about your favorite information. Today is Thursday, April 5th, 2018, and this week we're going to discuss our plans for PAX East 2018. You can find our podcast on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Buzzsprout. And yes, Nick is all over me every week to keep adding it to another one, but I fail <coughs> Stitcher. <week>. Stitcher. <coughs> yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> so, Nick, have the gods been in your favor this these past couple weeks? Well, uh, the week prior to last week, I was basically a hermit. I was just in my room studying all the time, uh, mainly because on Tuesday of this week, I had three exams. So... All of last week, I was just studying, and this weekend, I worked and then was studying. It was just terrible. Uh, but once I was done with those exams, I had a few adult beverages. And... Wait a minute. No. What? Let's not skip over three exams. <laughs> yeah. They How were... bad do they suck? Uh, yeah, they were pretty terrible. The three classes are uh, Enhanced Anatomy and Physiology 2, uh, Biology of the Brain, and then Sensory Physiology. So you're all pretty... They're all pretty heavy-duty exams. They must be because, honestly, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm still trying to figure out what the first one was. So, all right. So, moving on. So, so you, so you had three exams Tuesday. How many exams does one semester have to get you to your final grade? Uh, depends on the class, but usually it's about one, like that anatomy and physiology class has four exams. Bio of the brain has four. Well. And that phys has four exams and a final. Uh, biology of the brain has four exams, and that's it. Uh, sensory physiology has two exams and then a final. Fuck. So that's like 25% and 50%. Yeah, pretty much. Fuck that. It sucks. But I think I did pretty good, so I'll get my grades pretty soon. But, so obviously, I was pretty stressed about that. So after all that was done, Tuesday night I had uh, a few or more than a few adult beverages. And then... Uh, <laughs> Just limped into Wednesday. I was going to say, because the show note says you cruised, and I was going to say, a few adult beverages means you did not cruise anywhere. (laughs) No, I did not. Uh, So Wednesday, also known as yesterday, was my birthday. So, (laughs) Happy big birthday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So I I spent some time with my lovely girlfriend, and she got me the best gift ever. Shout out to Mariana. She got me a Nintendo Switch. (laughs) What up? Nintendo Switch and a copy of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is the Mario Kart for the Switch. And basically, Mariana's the best girlfriend ever. Girlfriend ever. Uh, we just played all day yesterday. It was awesome. Okay, so let's wait. So let's. I'm absorbing all this. I'm breathing it in, right? Yeah. So Nintendo Switch, yep. Mario Kart, Blue Shell of Death. <laughs> so many times. Mariana almost hucked those controllers so many times, and then she just. Pulled her arm back in thinking, oh my god, I spent so much money on this fucking thing. <laughs> so, my question is, have you been talking about getting a Switch for a while? Like, what? So, What me, triggered her to get that? Exactly. Like, that's such a random gift without enough preparation. Like, yeah. women, women, you know, women go to the store and buy us a t-shirt. Or yeah, pair of pants or oh, oh, stereotypical these things. Yeah, exactly. Like a shoe. Oh, those shoes look nice. I think Nick would look good in them. Yeah. But like, Carrie, my wife, gets me awesome gifts because I leave them in a cart at Newegg.com and all of a sudden, <laughs> she RGB Ram shows up and I'm like, yay, you're the best wife ever. Even though I 
planted it there. Right. So what did you do to plant that the inception into Mariana's brain? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I kind of told her. Well, so I guess it starts off. We I have a PS4 as uh, yes, we all know that. Now. So you play with a controller, right? I, we play FIFA all the time, Mariana and I. FIFA 18 or 16 or whatever. Um, she's really good. Kicks my ass every single time. But when she loses, God forbid, one out of ten times she loses, she gets so pissed. It's ridiculous. Listen, she come. Her family comes from a land. Where there's not, you don't get a baby doll, you get a soccer ball. <laughs> okay? Like, down there, it's so big. <laughs> That's you, true. You know. Soccer, you can't, it's like all of the four major sports in America combined in uh, Latin American countries. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, like, yeah. she doesn't care about anything else but a soccer ball. And then you mix <laughs> the anger. Yeah, with, like, me beating her. She's like, fuck you. You don't even know what the hell this game is. Yeah, exactly. I've been, <laughs> I've been playing soccer since I was wearing diapers. You know what I mean? Right. You've, been, you've been playing this game for about two weeks because it just came out. Like, what's right. up? <laughs> right. So, anyway, so we, we played FIFA a lot. Um, and so I figured, okay, what kind of game would we also enjoy besides FIFA? That's sort of a competitive game. And, of course, uh, you know, what's the most infuriating game Besides, you know, a sporting game like that, and I was like, boom, Mario Kart came to mind. But I was like, well, I don't have a Switch. That's like the first, you know, if I'm going to get a Nintendo console, I might as well get the newest one, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of mentioned that and talked about how Mario Kart would be cool, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward a few months, we go visit her older brother. Her older brother has a Switch, and we play Mario Kart there while we're over there. And, of course, she's like, oh, my God, this is fucking awesome. Like, yeah, it would be great to get a Switch for somebody's birthday or something. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and then the seed was planted. And from there, I was like, oh, maybe she'll get me the Switch. Maybe she'll get me the Switch. And sure enough, yesterday, I opened up the greatest gift ever, Nintendo Switch. It was awesome. All right, so you're fucked. <laughs> Why am I fucked? When's her birthday? May 25th. You are fucked. <laughs> no, I got to up the ante. Yeah, it's like, like, <laughs> like the birthday game was set. Congratulations, Mariana. He's fucked. <laughs> like, you're going to have to, like, get a cruise or something. I know. You guys are going to have to, like, go somewhere when you guys, like, book the book it now for a year from now and be like, here's your gift. But, like, we're going when we graduate college next year. Boomba. Oh, shit. Sh- great. Job, now right. if I do anything less, I'm a fucking cheap douche. No, no, no. You bo- <laughs> now you I got to buy a cruise. Thanks, Marcus. No, but I'm just saying, like, dude, she bought you a Nintendo Switch. That's, like, that's a like green light for gaming, right? Yeah. She just said, there's no more red light or yellow light. It's green means go because she bought it for you. Yeah, I'm playing the thing you got me, babe. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, great. yeah. Oh, you have an addiction. Yeah, it's your fucking fault. She may <laughs> never buy you anything else for a video game, but now it's your fault. Right. That's true. That's well, completely yeah, I, 100% true. I'm really proud of her because, like... That's a pretty epic gift. It's gift. It's great. Carrie does the same thing, but after you're married some years... Your wife just wants you to go in the office and, like, leave her alone. Right, that's true. Like, she'll say she wants you around, but then you, like, try to sit with her for a while. She's like, don't you gotta go raid or something? Like, yeah. shoot. So, like, <laughs> the fact that she did that is just awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Best girlfriend ever. <laughs> yeah. So, t- that was yesterday. Today uh, is Thursday, obviously. And I come over to Marcus's house, as I usually do when, we- when we're going to record. And uh, we're sitting down, getting ready to go. I'm like, hey, um... Uh, wasn't there something uh, we were gonna we were gonna do before packs that you wanted to get done? He's like, yeah, I couldn't get it done. Blah blah blah. Uh, it just it just didn't happen. And I'm like, oh okay. And he goes, wait a minute, let's just go do it now. And I'm like, what? What do you mean now? He's like, F- fuck it, let's just go now. 
Like, oh, god damn it. All right, so we went on an adventure, a quest, if you will. Uh, we did get the trophy. We got the prize. We saved the princess, uh, but she was in another castle. So the, uh, there's good news and bad news. The bad news is that we're recording like two and a half hours later and we're a little drunk. But <laughs> the good news is that we have t-shirts now. Went and got t-shirts made. They're epic. They say working class nerds. So if there's any of the five people that may listen to this and you're at PAX East, you'll know who we are because we're going to have working class nerd shirts on. Right. It's the same logo as the podcast logo. It's giant. It'll be on the front of our t-shirts and they're they're great. And no, Matt, they are not for sale. <laughs> not yet anyway. <laughs> not yet at least. But let's so so I was supposed to do ops tonight. Right. With Dent and Nick showed up late. Right. And so I, I couldn't do it, and then once he got here, we were talking about packs because we got the stickers, and like, fuck. And I messaged a guy about a t-shirts, and like, the guy just completely failed on me. So so what did we do? We just went and got them. So yeah. went to the mall, went to the local t-shirt shop, and uh, just gave him the, the Vector logo and, and just had them printed. But so, Marcus, uh, I hear you got some SOTOR news and some life news, and I'm definitely interested to hear them. So, every week is SOTOR. You know, it's about... This podcast is about the games we play. I play one game. I bought FIFA for my PlayStation 4. I played The Shadow of Colossus twice. Zero interest. Um, it was great. <laughs> Not that it's a bad game. It's just Marcus has a... Has well, a hey, his heart belongs to one game, I, you know? I, why do you... Why You know, this is the thing. Like, when I played Mass Effect 2... And I'm just going back to that is I didn't play any other game because all I wanted to do was play that game. Right, right. And then I beat it and I was like, okay, I lost a bunch of people because I killed them and made bad decisions. Let's try it again. Right. And I did that like 15 times and when I was done, I was done. And then I waited and played a couple games till I found the game. Right. Just so happens that now SOTOR has taken my life over. Right. So with that... um, First off, I, Nick said it. I'm gonna say it. Like, I can't wait to go back to PAX. I haven't been to PAX since 2014. Wow. Well, it's my freshman year of college. Well, I was getting married that year, and I think we had a rehearsal dinner on the weekend. PAX was there, and you know, life took over, and now right. with a baby, and she's just the funniest thing on this planet. What? Your baby. baby. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't, great. I haven't had time to go. And this year they popped up. I've got the Saturday tickets because usually the Saturday sell out without, within minutes right. of being released. So I bought two of those. And so now we're dedicated to go. That's what's great about buying them. You have to buy them so in advance. They're like, hey, I don't care what else is going on. That weekend, we're going to PAX. Right. Right. Um, In work news, uh, well, my Death Star workshop is fully operational. What? What? Yeah. Uh, Sound the alarm. One of my uh, friends and business colleagues, George, bought me. Do you know what those? Um... Fatheads. Yes. He told me all about it when we were moving the tools over. All right. I was he like, that's the greatest fathead, gift ever. These fatheads. And they have one of the second Death Star that's not completed. Right. And then they have one that is fully completed. Right. So I'm going to take the one that is... Not completed, like the Return of the Jedi yep. Death Star. Yep. And I'm going to mount that to the wall in the shop. Uh, but the shop is fully operational. 
I'll be working in there tomorrow for the first time. That's exciting. Making cabinet doors and finishing a vanity. And it's really exciting for me to finally just be done. Because I've been going three weeks or four weeks, 100%, working nights Hmm. and playing ops. So, you know, getting out of work, coming home, having dinner with the family. And then as soon as dinner's over, going to the shop, but making sure I'm home for 9 o'clock at night so I can do ops. Right. It's been my MO for the past few weeks. So... I'm super pumped that that's over. But on the flip side, my electrician, I walk through the door and they put in these crazy spherical speakers. Uh, The sound quality that comes out of them is like a Bose, Mm -hmm. but they're shop speakers. So they can be covered in dust and they'll just still perform. Oh, nice. And they have these, he gave me this crazy Pioneer receiver. So I turned it up and I put it in, the music was on negative four. And it was like rocking the whole house. And I put it on like positive five. And you couldn't even, the tools were running and you couldn't even hear the the tools tools running. Wow. And I was like, this isn't going to be fucking good for my ears at all. (laughs) You know? How many speakers are there? Two. Just the two hanging ones are that loud? Those are ridiculous. They look like they're about the size of... uh... It's fucking great. I don't know how, what like size reference. They're bigger than a mailbox for sure. I don't know. They're probably like 10, 12 inch spheres. I don't know. Yeah, with like a, they're like a cone, but on the bottom it's a spherical. Yeah. How about this? They just fucking rock. It's simple <laughs> as that. We're gonna we're gonna we might record episode ten in the shop. We haven't decided, but we almost recorded this episode, but then we we were lazy and then we went on an adventure and yeah, well, now it's, the adventure it's just took over. Right. So either way, um. Speakers, Death Star, shop, fully operational. So life can start to, I don't want to say slow down because my life won't slow down, but I can start to like find balance. Yeah. Balance in the force that is your life. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) So anyway, in gaming news, um, yeah, I was going to just say that I play a lot of Star Wars, but everybody knows that. Um, These past two weeks... I've been doing so many operations. I think I've been playing like four or five times a week. And as everybody knows, because I've been talking about it, is the new boss, Isaacs, the Destroyer. Has what's been the name? Isaacs. I-Z-A-X. Isaacs the what? Destroyer. Oh, okay. Okay. Just, just make sure I got it right. the Destroyer. <laughs> he, he's been released. Well, let me tell you about this fucking fight, okay? It's a 20-minute fight at least. So for one boss? Yeah, the last boss. It's fucking insanity. Absolutely insane. And when just imagine we got to the end phase, the final final phase. Mm-hmm. Like we're like, counting the seconds, we're seconds away. The boss itself is dead. But there's one part at the end that you have to survive. Huh? We beat the boss. Nobody fucking survived. Oh no. So there's 20-something minutes gone. The problem with this operation is there's five bosses, but each boss is fucking tough. Hmm. And sometimes you wipe on these bosses, die, and you have to do it again. And, you know, our ops teams, um, most of my ops teams play for two and a half hours. Yeah. Because I think that's a good number to play. There's other ops teams that only play for two hours. There's no fucking way you can play this whole operation in two hours. Right. And that's not even talking about the Isaacs guy. We can get through the whole op in probably like hour to an hour and a half up to Isaacs. Right. 
we had a lockout, which means earlier in the week I did it with a character, the first four bosses. Yep. And so all we had was the last boss. We went on my, uh, well, it was one, it was a Monday night, but it's really our Thursday night team, which is uh, the team with no name. Okay. Uh, it's Dr. Sotor's team. He's a previous guest. Uh, and we beat Isaacs. Like, that's not even the way I should say it. It was, we beat Isaacs. Like, I'm screaming. Maggie actually barked. Maggie's my dog. Um, barked because I was so fucking loud. I was just like, <laughs> oh my God, we did this. It's like but you we just sp- won the Super Bowl. Well, we played this, we did this fight for two hours straight. Yeah. I've spent two million credits on repair bills. So when, when you fight something and you die, there's a fee that they charge you. And huh. I have died so many times fighting this boss, I spent two million credits. Wow. That's how many times I've done this operation and how many times I fought this asshole. <laughs> and um, Matt Pusevich, the operations designer, yeah, um, he was on a live stream talking mm-hmm. about this fight. The fight is awesome, but I hate you for it. <laughs> okay? The stress level that you put on my shoulders during this fight, yeah. I, you have succeeded. That's all I can say. So, either way, um, and I got to kind of hand it to Dr. Sotor. You know, he, I called him out in that podcast a few few podcasts ago about, you know, taking taking me to the Underlurker and beating him. And then, you know, now we beat Isaacs. And, you know, I don't know how many people have beat him. I've seen some people that have beaten him on hard mode. But my friends and my guildies, we haven't beaten him. Yeah. You know, so taking me along, I think Rack Evan came with me. He beat it with me. And, and I think the Guildmaster, Max, was with Dr. Sotor yep. on another night and beat him. But no, none of the AIE guild members, the, our teams, I should say, the AIE operations teams have beat them yet. Right. So I really hope somebody from our guild. An actual gets, organized, yeah. normal team. Well, our team from it. our guild gets them down. Um, I would say the Republic side has gotten the raw end of the stick a little bit because there's the mandatory fun nights, which is Tuesday nights. Yeah. In the past few of them since this boss has come out has been on the Imperial side. Oh, right. And they made the decision to do the Gods from the Machine Op to give all the operations teams a head start. Because, you know, in that short period of time, you need... Like, there's five phases to this Isaac's um, fight. Each one is insanity hmm. of the things you need to learn. So, we, I've been starting every week with two bosses already dead. In the operation, so we get more time on the final boss. But Dent's team is on the Republic side, and they haven't had that, so they've only gotten to do a few pulls each week. Right. So you know they get through the first phase, and then they, you know, it's the end of the night. Right. So I kind of feel bad for them. But this week on mandatory fun night, they're going to they're on the Republic side, so they're going to help out that uh, ops team, which I'm super excited because hopefully. They can uh, get them down. All right. So, um, so were there um, other any updates or anything like that to Sotor you wanted to, to touch on? I do. So, uh, Bioware did some big updates on the Conquest system. I think we talked about it the last system. They've changed a sh- shit ton of stuff. Well, let me tell you, I don't do the Conquest. 
you know, if I get some conquest points, great. But I don't ever, you know, go for it. Right. So they changed some stuff because the community went fucking apeshit hostile. Like on their initial changes. Yeah, the initial change to it, people were going fucking nuts. Yeah. And I, you know, and I understand because when you change a game completely, don't fix something that isn't broken. Kind of a situation. Yeah, I get you. Yep. It, well, they did, but they listened to the community. Um, and now they're pretty pumped for it. Uh, I guess, I guess it's gotten a little better, but again, I don't really know. Um, and then this past, in the last two weeks, they released game update 5.8 a, um, they changed the conquest. Like I just, uh, said, um, and they changed some stuff for the Isaac's encounter for 16 man, which I can't even imagine being in there with 16 people, but hmm. there it is. Um, and pretty much, uh, that's it. They changed some stuff for some PVP, but other than that, that's pretty much it for Bioware. The only other thing that I wanted to mention was, uh, I want to tip my cap to Sam, which is, uh, Sotor Central. He had, uh, Charles Boyd and Eric Musco in for an interview, to talk about the game and the future of the game, what's coming up in the future and all that stuff. And hats off to him. Cause you know, doing an interview isn't easy. I mean, we have guests on right Nick. Yeah. And it's tough to coordinate that and get the sound right and do all that stuff. And we're pre-recording and he did it live. So he did a fucking great job. And he happened to get that. We're confirmed getting a expansion, which is going to be 6.0. Wow. Which is awesome. Uh, we don't know any of the other details. But as the next episode, I would say uh, we'll probably talk a little bit about... 6.0? Yeah, and my speculations on what's going to be in it. So, for six, when you say you get a 6.0 and you get an expansion, are you talking about another whole operation or another... No, it's a whole expansion. So there will be story content, group content, and, and they'll expand our level cap by five. Okay, so it'll be, what is it now, 70 or something? Yep, so we're 70, so it would go up to 75. We would get some new story content, and you would get whatever else comes in their expansion. I don't really know. Would that would that typically include, like, the first boss in an operation or something like that? Maybe, I don't know. We don't know what's going to be in the expansion. Hmm. So, the, when the game came out, it was 1.0. Right. And then the next expansion came out. It was 2.0. Sure. The next expansion, 3. And it and it carried on through there. So they've done two types of expansions where there was the Rise of the Hut Cartel and the Shadow of Revan where they were full expansions where they had a full story content. They had two operations completed in them. They had flashpoints to it. Wow. And they did some PvP stuff. And it was just a full expansion. But it was a pay-for expansion. Okay. So then the last two expansions that they came out with mm-hmm. were just story content. Okay. And the way they did the content was you paid for it with your subscription. So if you subscribe one month, you got all of the chapters for these expansions. Oh, okay, yeah. So it was it was a different way. I think my own personal opinion is I would much rather them delay a little while and give us all of that content and i wouldn't mind paying twenty dollars for it or even 50 bucks you walk into gamestop or even download it off the playstation network or something 
You pay 60 bucks for a game. Why can't you pay 50 bucks or 30 bucks or 40 bucks for an expansion to the game you love? Right. Especially if it's like, I don't know, 20 hours worth of gameplay anyway. And that's. Well, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, for example, I know the, the, you know, Wolfenstein campaign is like less than 10 hours. So if you have a 20 hour, you know, content story mode in your, the game you love anyway. Right. That, that's worth the 50, 60 bucks or whatever. Whatever I it costs. That. Sure. I think the Shadow of Revan costs 20 bucks. I would pay that all day for a good expansion. Sure. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Especially especially because it's already an I you know, an IP that you really love and enjoy. It's a game that you love the gameplay mechanics for. It's yes. something you're already super invested in to like for me to buy like I I splurged slash cheated and bought like the extra year two operators in Siege. It was like twenty bucks or twenty five bucks or whatever, but it was worth it because I was playing, you know, five hours a week or something like that. So like I was playing all the time. I was playing almost two or three nights a week with my buddy Al. So it was worth it for me to do that. So I could totally see you or someone, you know, people who play SOTOR all the time splurging that twenty bucks, thirty bucks, whatever it is, for a big chunk of extra story content and operations and a more fleshed out expansion. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um but that's pretty much it for me in Star Wars. But you know, really uh people are rude. And I saw some people online like talking shit to that guy, Sotor Central, telling him he didn't ask the hard questions to these guys. And that's like playing Monday morning quarterback. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Yeah, yeah. Sam, Sotor Central guy, you're the man. And Charles Boyd and Eric, thanks for taking the time to take care of the community. I think it's awesome that they take the time out of their busy lives to do that. Sure. But in other podcast news... Oh, boy. I forgot yeah, about this. Yeah. So, we've been called out um, to get a feud going with the Bad Feeling Podcast. Feud started. <laughs> yes. It's on. And the feud starts in our first double-digit episode. Yes, folks. It's our <laughs> first double-digit episode. Um, episode 10. Next In the next two weeks... The feud has begun. Yep, so Brian from the Bad Feeling Podcast is going to be our guest on the next show. What up? Yeah, so we're going to be talking in depth about Star Wars, the Old Republic. Nick will be lost, but hopefully he gets his guy who he played that um, No Way Out game with to be a guest on soon. My buddy Al. Shout out to Al. Yeah, Al. Get off your horse and get on this show. (laughs) Um, He'll be here. So... I'm really looking forward to Brian coming on and having some conversations about the game we both love and hopefully someday that we can rope Nick into. But Nick, can we take a break? Absolutely. We'll be right back. And we're back. So, Marcus, uh, I've never been to PAX East and I've never been to any gaming convention ever, to be frank. So... I have been to New England's version of the county fair, which is the Big E. That's the closest thing I can equate to PAX East uh, that I've actually been to before. So when I go to the Big E, there's always the first thing I need to go to, and that's the mini donut booth. I need to go to the mini donut booth first. So you've been to PAX East a bunch of times before. What's your go-to thing or go-to event, booth, whatever it may be, that you're going to be looking for to get done first? Um, I always find the Alienware booth or the NVIDIA booth because they usually have six uh, 4K monitors together and they have some insane PC. Uh, it's mostly, it, most of the time it's Battlefield. Yeah. And 
it's in the craziest graphics, the craziest resolution, and you get to play it. That's and cool. just when you're playing on six monitors, you think like all the lines from the monitors inhibit your gameplay. Yeah. No fucking way. It's just it's, <laughs> it's just, just awesome. Yeah. Unreal. Usually that's the first thing I do if I see it. But really, um I like to walk around and see everything because yep. you know it's a spectacle in itself. And gamers in itself are just happy people. Yeah. And when we're all in a place where there's no I don't it's gonna sound funny to say, but judgment. Yeah. You know, nobody's making fun of anybody. Everybody's just there for the same reason. Right. And that's what I like about PAX. I've been to other gaming conventions to where you know, it's it's they're great, but it's not the same feeling that PAX gets. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to me. Um but there's a lot of people. A lot of people walking around. So I've been to like, you know, some of the bars at UConn that are scandalous. I know I've been to a bar, but <laughs> uh, where it's like you can barely fit get to the bar. You know what I mean? You have to like push people out of the way. Is it that packed in some some of the walkways, or is it not quite that bad? Sort of like a just super duper crowded, like a big city or something like that. No, it gets crowded. I mean, there, there's choke points. Yeah, you know, and really where the big stuff is is where the um, big games are. Okay. You know, where you have the big, big games, it gets crazy, man, because so many people, uh, so many people, sorry, we just had a mic issue. Um, so many people are there and trying to play the big game there. Right. You know, the AAA remember, titles or whatever. Right, exactly. One year it was Red Dead Redemption, the first one. Yep. The line was, it was a three hour wait, and I'm sorry. I don't care about anything else. If there's Red Dead Redemption 2, I'll wait five fucking hours. I will spend my entire day standing in that line just to play that game for five minutes. Sure. Because yeah, me too. That's one of the best favorite games of all time is Red Dead Redemption. And the I loved one. the game. The problem with it was it, they never released it for the PC, and that was their biggest fucking failure. Right. I, I bet you they would. They probably aren't going to come out with it for PC at launch, but they'll probably do something like similar to what they did with uh, GTA Five. Absolutely, they'd be crazy not to because the PC gaming community now is so big, right? That they can't deny a PC. Yeah, I, I agree completely. You know, I believe. Yeah, you know, the PS4 exclusive games, God of War, and all that. Yeah, the people are going to buy it, but if they released it on the PS4 and the PC, it would sell triple. Sure. Just because it's available for other things. Right. But lots of people. The cosplay is awesome. You know, you get to see people dressed up as Wolverine. and Sure. You know, the time these people take to do that and to go into character is fucking great, man. I almost did that. Well, the first when we first were toying with the idea of coming to PAX, I was like, wait, do you dress up as, co-, you know, do, do anything with cosplay? And Mark was like, no, I don't usually. I just wear normal clothes. That takes too much time and effort. I just want to enjoy the game. So I'm like, okay, fair enough. But if I were to do a cosplay, okay, actually, you know what? I want to ask you this question. If you were to dress up in cosplay. Stormtrooper. Stormtrooper, 100%. All day. Just a standard issue Stormtrooper. Well, I'd be a retired one. I'm fat. <laughs> I mean, I would make sure that, like, the plastic in the front was a little cut short, so, like, my gut hung out of it. You know, I would have to, you know, I could never pass as a stormtrooper, so I would have to be a retired one. That is the best answer you possibly could have given. 
I was gonna say I I would try to be one of like the Dragon Ball Z characters, maybe like Gohan or something like that. But I'm also a little too chunky. Maybe I'd be Hercule, but I don't have an afro or a goatee. I don't know. I haven't thought this through very much, but but we're not doing it. Yeah, we're not doing any cosplay. We're just wearing our working class nerds T-shirts that we just got today. <laughs> yeah, on a whim. <laughs> right. So, um, the other thing I really like doing there is I love going to see all the indie games. I'm pumped about that. For so. Sure. Though I remember years ago when I went, that Limbo game I talked about last episode yep. um, was there, and I played it. And then there was an um, – it was unbelievable, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed the shit out of it. And then there was another game called Shank, and mm-hmm. it was just a side-scrolling action game. Like but, Break Out of Prison type of deal? No, no. It was Kill Things. Oh, cool. But either way, I met the developer – he was just an awesome guy. He drew me like the main character, signed it. I have it somewhere. That's it used cool. to be framed in my apartment, and then I got married, and my wife's like, well, we're not going to put that on the walls again. And I'm <laughs> like, what's wrong with it? It's custom. It's <laughs> right. one of one piece of art. And she's like, yeah, moving on. All right. So um, going to the indie game section, is, I would say in my part, is probably the best. Yeah. Um, Bioware doesn't have... Um, a booth there for Star Wars or the Old Republic, which is a fucking fail in my opinion. Yeah. But I can't make them do it. Sure. Um, maybe Anthem will be there, their new game. I would hope so because it's supposed to come out next first quarter of 2019. Yeah, I'd imagine that it's probably there. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. But I don't really know. And I like the surprise of going and seeing a game. Yeah. Because usually if it's a really, really big name, big name title... They announce it somewhere on the interweb, right? And they tell us, right. or you type in "games at PAX East" and into, it's like into the Google, and you can uh, <laughs> the Google, <laughs> and it'll tell you, you know, and the big names will come up. But they didn't do that this year, right? Um, I'm hoping maybe they have Far Cry Five, which is released, but it, I'm hoping they have it there so I can just try it. Yeah, because supposedly the new Far Cry games are awesome. Yeah, I heard Far Cry Four was incredible. I haven't played any of those games, to be frank, but I really got to get into them. Well, I say I want to, but that's what's awesome about an indie game is that uh, the indie games are wonderful because you're getting in on a ground level of a game, and most indie games aren't 80 hours long. Sure. You can buy them for 10 bucks. Or 20 bucks. And they're two or three hours or yeah, something. Yeah, two or three hours or you just enjoy it. One of my favorite games, indie games of all time, is Castle Crashers. Like, Oh, yeah, sure. It's it's a side-scrolling, you just kill shit, and you're a bunch of knights. Yeah. You're either the purple one, the green one, the blue one, or the yellow one. Right. Or red one. I'm not sure. But you just go and kill stuff. You can co-op with four people. Actually, we should play that game. We should definitely play that game. And review it on... On air, but well, either yeah, way, to be continued with yeah, that idea. To be, yeah, um, but the the indie game section is probably the best part about it. Mm-hmm. Um, they have there's only one panel I want to go to. Um, it's for Munchkin. It's a card game. Okay, yeah, uh, like a tabletop game. I would love to go to that panel because I'd love to learn how to play it, hmm. and then maybe play it for an hour or so. I guess the games can be really quick. Sure, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I'm game. I kind of, I definitely want to come go through the uh, tabletop gaming section. Um, I mean, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast before, but Marcus and I dabbled in uh, Dungeons and Dragons a little bit, and also another game called uh, Mice, Mice and, and Mystics, Mystics, which was awesome. Uh, it's it's sort of similar to D and D, 
but it's definitely more structured. Well, it's a board game. Yeah. Versus a pen and paper game. Right. I enjoy them. I do too. The hard part I'm finding now is at my age is coordinating a time for four people to get together every week to to go to somebody's house. Um, One of my guildies, Albus, he showed me uh, this game software on Steam, Mm -hmm. and it's for tabletop games online. So we can come. You can play at your house. I can play at my house. Albus could play at his in Arkansas. And, you know, all these people could play at the same time without having to be in the same house. And that's what intrigues me the most about it. That's cool. Because I can commit to an ops night Sunday, right? Wednesday, Thursday, no problem. But that's because I'm at home. But if I had to go to your house every Thursday, there would always be something that could come up. Right. Or for somebody else. Like maybe it's me this week, you next week, and then... This one next week. And next thing you know, it falls apart. Right. And we were doing it, and it just fell, fell apart. And it's really hard. Um, hopefully, you know, once my little baby girl grows up, she'll want to play board games with her dad. Right, I'm sure she will. Maybe not something quite as complicated as D&D or Mice right. and Mystics, but definitely start with Candyland and Shoots and Ladders. Yeah. <laughs> so, Nick, what are you looking forward to most? Because you've never even been to one of these, so it'll be like almost like taking somebody to Disney World for the first time. Right, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like the awe and spectacle. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to like just what, what – so in, in normal everyday life, if you're a really nerdy, dorky person, which obviously Marcus and I kind of am, kind of kind of are, uh, we're definitely fit into those categories. You kind of – if you want to fit into most social groups – you don't really let that dorkiness and nerdiness like fly free all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's tempered, whatever. It'll be really nice to walk into a space and be like, oh, no, everyone else is just as big of a dork as I am. And I can just let that side of me roam, uh, be, you know, out and about. You know what I mean? No, for sure. So, like, you just walk in, it's just a, a just a, you know, nerdy person's playground. Uh, you know, I'll... Tabletop games over here, and indie games over there, AAA games over here, and oh my god, look at how long that line is, and whoa, there's a League of Legends tournament over in the corner, and then there's a PUBG over here. Uh, I'm like looking forward to that sort of Disneyland, looking at the Magic Kingdom Castle type of moment, where you, I'm just walking to the exhibit hall, and I'm overwhelmed with gaming stimuli, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, the only other thing I can tell you that is awesome about it is, if you're ever looking for a really old game yeah or something that's really rare you know an action figure that's rare or like star wars battlefront 2 and i'm giving a stupid example came out with seven legendary variant cases for the game okay yeah you'll be able to find it there yeah and stuff like that it's awesome to find there uh the merchandise is awesome and you have to i hate to say it, you always have to buy the t-shirt or Buy the T-shirt or buy the pin or something to commemorate you going. Sure. Because it's just one of those things that you'll remember it for the rest of your life because it's the one place, like you said, you can be you. Right. And, you you know, your girlfriend's like, your girlfriend's not saying that you're a nerd or your wife or you're just walking around and you're just happy and everybody else around you is happy. I've never seen, and this will be the one year that somebody's an asshole, right? (laughs) Yeah, you've said that, yeah. But... 
everybody's always just happy, man. And I can't wait. And I can't wait to tell everybody about what shenanigans we get into (laughs) while we're there. Uh, Absolutely. And we'll be sure to tell all of you folks as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So get ready, Indie Games. We're on our way. What are you guys talking about in here? Find out next episode of Working Working Class Class Nerds. Nerds.